1: Hello and welcome once again to episode number five of the Peer Project podcast. Um, First of all, thank you. Thank you for coming back. We're now on episode number five. Um, you guys have kept listening and kept giving you feedback, and I really, really appreciate it. Uh, last week, we spoke to Aubrey Edwards from All Elite Wrestling, and, once again, and honestly, the feedback that you gave to that was amazing. Um, you said it was insightful, it was interesting, it was inspiring. Um, the three eyes, as Kurt Angle would say. No, um, but it was a great podcast, and I really appreciate you um, listening and joining in. Now this week we have something a little different. We have a TikToker, KP Stratman, is the um, is the name. Her name is Kelsey. She is a TikToker who specialises in content about her previous toxic and uh, abusive relationship, mentally abusive relationship, and uh, we speak all about that, about the previous relationship, and we speak about. The, the TikTok videos, which are inspired. You have to go and look at them and go and find her on, on TikTok. Um, so, without further ado, as always, like, rate and subscribe to the podcast. And here she is, KP Stratman, on the Peer Project podcast. I, I have got no idea why your, your videos have shown up on my... T- I, I'll be honest with you. I'm nearly 40 years old. I shouldn't have a TikTok, but I do. And <laughs> it's, <okay.
0: laughs> uh, it's
1: great. It's great for passing time. Yeah. So I'm 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 scrolling away and then your videos pop up and and you know a lot of people have been through similar things and and what you were putting out there was just so so familiar that it led me just to hit the hit the follow button and I just I'm just inhaling your content i suppose um what made you decide to to start putting that sort of stuff out there
2: well so both my husband and i came from toxic relationships but in different ways my ex is a narcissist his ex and him they couldn't communicate they couldn't get along there were two extremes on either side of being emotional or or be overly emotional and N- not an emotional person at all. Mm-hmm. And while at first they you know felt that balanced each other out, it, their communication was not great. So, um, but we both experienced very similar things, surprisingly, and we were able to connect a lot. And so I started making these videos because I've got, I started getting into psychology. I was, um, dealing with a lot of things I didn't realize weren't normal. Um, Which is a lot of my videos. A lot of the behaviors that I thought, oh well, everybody thinks this or everybody does this or everybody responds this way. And my husband, well, boyfriend at the time, um, would look at me like I was crazy, and then he would do the opposite. And he would say that no, why, why do you think that's normal? And he would ask you know questions to that nature too. You know, why do you think that this is a normal thing? And so it just opened up those conversations. And once I realized how much of it is not normal. I wanted to tell my story, and I wanted to, but I didn't want to sit here just in front of the camera and say, "Hey, this is what happened." I, I thought there was a better way to do it.
1: Yeah, and 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 it really is because what um what what I get from it is is exactly what you're saying. You're 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 seeing these scenarios play out in front of you, where, in in my experience, I'm looking at it going, "I've been through that. I did that." You know, and 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 obviously it must speak to uh, a wider audience because what you've got well, a quarter of a million followers, so you're yeah. you're doing you're doing not bad. But um, for people who don't know, for don't know what you put out there and what you so in your eyes and and in the in terms of your content, what what would you describe as a as a toxic relationship?
2: So I would describe a toxic relationship being. One that is filled with guilt and shame, filled with resentment, a toxic relationship where I would define as people who aren't listening to each other and strictly wanting, just wanting themselves to be heard, that their demands need to be met regardless of how those demands affect others. And I mean, toxic can be so many different things in so many different cultures and in so many different um, areas of life that it really depends on the person and the context context is so important because there's a lot of my videos where I've had people say, well, I, I do X, Y, Z. And then they start questioning themselves. Am I a narcissist? Am I toxic? And you have to put it in the perspective of intention. You have to put it in perspective of understanding, wanting, um, Uh, Not wanting, how do I want to phrase it? Just trying to understand each other. And when you don't have that, that's when it becomes toxic. So certain behaviors themselves aren't necessarily toxic, but can be.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So you'd mentioned before, obviously, you've been in a a toxic relationship, but obviously it, it wasn't always like that, was it? No, absolutely not. So when it, when it, when it first started off, whoever this, um, and I believe the term you use is toxic twat waffle, um, (laughs) which actually, we need to discuss that as well. Um, um, so at the beginning, was it just, was, was it just like the beginning of of any other relationship, you know, lovey-dovey holding hands, being all, you know, all that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, it was like that, but it was kind of on steroids. It was weird because I met him at the gym. But I, I work at a gym, and we—you we, you just felt this connection. Like we looked at each other, and we just felt this connection, and it felt like butterflies, and it felt like oh my gosh, and it felt like a fairy tale. And I don't know if you've ever seen the Notebook. You ever seen the Notebook?
1: Yeah, I have. Okay,
2: <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the dynamic of passion that's in the Notebook. The the extremes i've never experienced that but in culture and society you have these extremes that are displayed as love and passion and it's real if it's like this and etc and so in the very beginning it was very much love and everything happened very quickly and i was someone that never made him feel like this before and Uh, he couldn't imagine life without me. And it was just a whole love bombing type experience that at that time, I didn't even know what love bombing was. It wasn't a word I knew of, but then after some time went on about three or four months of that and little things in there that he would sprinkle that were not okay, that I just overlooked it, you know, whatever, it's fine. Everything started to change. And that's when when that switch happens is when you think that you've done something wrong. So like you're asking, the very beginning is very much love bombing. It's very much you feel like you're on top of the world. You found the one, you're their soulmate. This is how life should be. And then just instant switch.
1: So I suppose my question then is what, if you can go into that kind of detail, what was that switch for you?
2: It happened gradually. Okay. It
1: was. But was there any kind of instant warning like the, the first time, you know, like the, the red light flashed, so to speak?
2: Oh, there were so many red flags beforehand. I mean, it, there are so many. Um, but he was very upfront about a lot of things. He's very honest about where he was in life, how he got there, that there are no secrets when there were, all kinds of secrets. And so where this switched, it was, (laughs) it was all the red flags that I should have seen and should have known. And then the switch was him going in a positive direction for his life. For example, he didn't have a job at the time and he got a job, which is great. Right. Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, yeah, so I'm helping this person go in a positive direction. He gets this job and just stress. And now it's the stress of the job and stress of life as to why they're in a bad mood or why they're treating you this way. And so those are legitimate things when you're stressed out and you're starting a new phase of your life, there comes an adjustment period, right? And so you rationalize and I rationalized with myself that, well, everything will go back to normal once he settles in.
1: Did you find yourself rationalising quite a lot then throughout the the duration of the relationship?
2: Absolutely, rationalise everything.
1: So give, give me give me a, a bit of an example because obviously this isn't this isn't just a you know a wham bam few months relationship you're talking about because you've you've built this this life beyond this relationship. So th- there must have been some other examples of of different kind of rationalization. It wasn't, I'm I'm assuming it wasn't just the, um, the the stress of the job, for example, you know, Mm -hmm. was there, was there any kind of major ones that stand out to you?
2: First one that I should have known was he was dating somebody when we met and the weekend that we started hanging out, you know, he did not We didn't hug. We didn't touch. We didn't nothing like that, but instead of saying he this guy's dating somebody else he should not be talking to me this is not how a relationship should start at this phase in my especially at this phase in my life but i rationalized it as well if it's meant to be he's not technically doing anything wrong as long as he breaks up with this person and we're together then who, who's to say how love is supposed to start, how love is supposed to work, right? Yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen that in movies and how many times have we seen that or know someone where it worked out that way? And you, everything can be rationalized. And that's the part that sucks.
1: And forgive me, and you'll find me saying this throughout this whole chat, right? But forgive me if I, if I do sound... Um, maybe a bit patronizing or, or a bit or anything like that. But um, obviously now with, with your content and with your knowledge and everything now, you know, you're, you're obviously very, very smart, very, very tuned in, very, very turned on. Um, was, there, was there a lot of naivety back then? Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. It was, I will say I was, tw- I was 23. I believe when twenty, twenty-two or twenty-three, when I, you know, we started dating, and but because I had a, a couple of serious boyfriends before them, one of them I moved to. I live in St. Louis, and one of them I moved to St. Louis for. Mm-hmm. Um, but started my own life, started my own job. You know, I thought I was a very mature person. Parents raised me to not be a doormat, to be a strong woman, to really embody my um, boundaries and standards and all of this. And so, but also being an empathetic and understanding person that people, people go through hard times and not everybody has a, uh, not everybody has a privileged life and people make mistakes. And to be understanding that when people are, have made mistakes in their past and they're trying to better themselves, that's, that's where it gets tricky. You know, you have a sense of, I was naive, but also I was trying to be understanding of those um, those cultural standards of just trying to be an understanding, empathetic person and give someone the benefit of the doubt.
1: Was it that old cliche, you know, you see on TV and on films and stuff when, um, okay, so obviously he wasn't a, you know, like a bad boy or anything like that, but there's that old cliche about getting into a relationship with a certain type of person. And then once you're in, you think, well, I can change this person. I can, I can fix him. Was, was there any, any, any of that going through your mind at any point or, or, or just on the opposite side of that, was it more of you didn't really realize that there was really anything going wrong? You were rationalizing it.
2: You know, I, I think there was a combination of things there. Um, it takes two to tango, right? Number Mm -hmm. first and foremost, I'm a huge believer in that. And in no way, shape or form was I perfect in that relationship. I struggle with anxiety and therefore also struggle with have some control issues. And I want things if I, I want things to go a certain direction and it's reasonable for that, you know, that direction to go, you know, I can be, I can be overbearing. And in the situation with him, it wasn't that I wanted to change him. I wanted him to go with every any direction that he was going to go. Um the face of his life that he was in when we started dating was very healthy. Working out, not drinking a lot, eating healthy, and that was the first 4 months and then when things started to change and you know he got the job and then stopped going to the gym, stopped, you know, eating right, started, you know, drinking a little bit more when he could and it just it kind of snowballed and so um I tried to steer I try to steer some of those things, you know? So it wasn't that I, I wanted him to be who he wanted to be. And I really enjoyed the beginning of our relationship. And I'm always trying to get back to that. Mm -hmm. So I guess I hope that answers that question in that sense of, you know, just whether I was trying to change him. I'm sure he felt that I was, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, that's very possible,
1: but yeah. So obviously, you've you've turned this into like a a a massive positive for for you um, and your 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 content, your following, your TikTok, which is amazing. Absolutely, I love it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Your your husband uh, obviously had started asking you questions. You know, when when you'd reacted in certain ways to certain situations, is this what what spurred you along to, to to start making this content?
2: Yeah, I, I was, I saw, when I, when I started on TikTok, I started seeing a lot of creators who were already doing this type of stuff. But mm-hmm. a lot of it was them telling their story, just talking, just talking. But then I saw a couple one, one of them in particular, her username on TikTok, I believe, is stronger than before. Uh, I might look that up here in a second just to clarify that. But she did a skit. She was the first person I saw do a skit. And she just had the hat, a hat on for her narcissistic toxic ex. And she just went and did a little back and forth. And I thought to myself, that's genius. That, that's brilliant. Absolutely. I, I want to do that but I want to do it better and not better in that I was making her competition. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it where visually, you know, I had a beard or I had, you know, I was, I wasn't just putting on a hat, but I was creating characters because I am a very, um, hands-on person and visual person. So I connect to things when I can see their characters and, uh, about who this person is X, Y, Z. So, so that's what I did. And I've told her that in the past that, you know, you really inspired me to do that. And then Elise Myers, of course, I mean, she's awesome. I don't know if you've seen her, but her, her anxiety and just social, uh, social anxiety that she has and is so open about, and so, you know, freeing with, and that it's okay to be yourself and be awkward. You know, those two women, really helped me to just kind of step into my own and think of okay how can I draw people's attention to a real issue but also make it kind of funny without mm-hmm. that subject isn't funny but at the same time it's like it, you can have have some humor with it you know make yeah because
1: yeah, if you take something that is essentially pretty dark but yeah. you're you're telling that from a from a lighter side then you can you can make it funny entertaining or or however you uh, however you want it i i was watching your videos today and i seen your your real husband for the first time Uh on one of these videos today and i tell you what i was i I was taken aback i was was actually a little bit i was like oh oh that's not (laughs) it's not the guy with the hat and the beard what's going on (laughs) here? (laughs) <laughs> because I am that used to, to that character Being, uh-huh. being your, your, your husband um, do, you, do you feel that? Do you feel that you've got a relationship With this character as well now? That yeah. is essentially you
2: right. Yeah, I do um, I try to use his, as many of his mannerisms as I can But at the same time Because me playing him Being as animated as I can be he is actually an animated person until you put him in front of a camera and all of his facial <laughs> expression, just, just go. And he will just talk like this, no matter what the situation is. And I'm like, all right, we got to show something. Like you got to have some inflection you got to do. <laughs> and so, I mean, he's getting a little bit better, but I actually have a whole playlist of ones that he's in. Cause he's in, um, I want to say it was around hundred thousand followers is when he started doing those with me. Mm-hmm. But he, he does them occasionally.
1: Well, the one I've seen um, today, and I don't know when you, when you put it up, it may have been recent, uh, was, there was there was obviously an exchange between you and, and your character boyfriend. And then he tapped on the shoulder and says, now, hold on, I've got this one. And I'll be yeah. honest, yeah. I felt a bit emotional. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, it was, it was, it was, um, it was really cool. Now, over the, the past few years, I've only really started to discover or learn what a, a narcissist is or mm-hmm. what a narcissist does through different experiences of myself and other members of my family. Um, but in, in your eyes, cause you, you've obviously, you might have a lot more experience in this and I certainly have a lot more knowledge than I do. What is a narcissistic person? Like if you can get, if you can kind of put it in a ballpark for me.
2: Yeah. So Having narcissistic traits and actually being diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder are very different. So, narcissistic personality disorder is a psychological diagnosis where somebody is diagnosed with a certain number of traits, and so these traits include um, having a grandiose uh, personality, being um, excessively, excessively charming, having, um, like. Of course, all of the words have just left my brain. Um, <laughs> um, ha- so having, having, yeah, being very superficially charming, super, that's okay. what I was like, superficially charming. Um, having just grand personality, everything is about themselves. They need to have all of the attention. Everything needs to be about them. Um, when they are not the center of attention, they turn it to be the center of attention. They lack empathy they do not know how to empathize with others, which lacks the emotional connection, which also means they don't know how to properly love someone. And there's a number of different theories that go into that as if it somebody can be cured or if somebody can't actually manage it. But those people who are diagnosed with this, it is a lifelong struggle. They will always be this person. They can go to therapy and they can work on it, but it doesn't go away. And so you have people like on TikTok, there's a few different people that I follow also, um, that are diagnosed narcissists, diagnosed narcissists. And they ha- what they do is they help to actually expose themselves to help people, to help people who are empaths, who are, um, Continuing to find themselves in toxic relationships Mm -hmm. to realize why, but also because they're narcissists, they get their supply from TikTok as well, which they're openly honest about. Mm -hmm. And so, so it, you know, it, they feed themselves, but they also are kind of, it's a give and take for them, it appears. But so, someone who has just narcissistic traits and tendencies are. You know, they are a little self-absorbed. They may not have as much empathy or sympathy for others, but they can have it. Um, They may have some trauma in the past, or they may have have been in a narcissistic toxic relationship where they are codependent, and now they're scorned and they're angry, and now they deserve all the attention. So now they've actually taken on traits as a defense mechanism um, of narcissists. And it happens far too often. And so those people aren't narcissists, but they have a lot of healing to do. And so you have the term narcissist being thrown around a lot, but as long as you're using it accordingly and saying that this person is narcissistic versus this person is a narcissist because they're, they're two totally different things.
1: So this is where I get confused about the whole narcissism thing because my impression, and this is my my naivety coming through, and hopefully you can you can shed a wee bit of light on this because when I hear when like when I hear when I see your stories right when I see your stories come out or I hear you know other members of my family who have been in these toxic relationships in the past, um, and the impression I get is the other person, the person um, delivering delivering the toxicness, which is a terrible use of the English language, but put it <laughs> out there, um, is essentially a bad person. And, you know, they're making you feel bad. They're making And, that, and that's the impression that, you know, sometimes I get from your videos as well, that your you're toxic twat waffle of an ex um, is essentially a bad person. But when you describe it like that, the way you described it there, it's not necessarily the case. And that's where the confusion lies for me. It's a very gray area for that. Are you able to shed a wee bit of light on that? Is it
2: Absolutely. So because you are an empathetic and understanding person and we'll, we'll label empathy, having empathy as normal, just, just to, as normal as so subjective. So we'll just label being an empathetic person as normal for, for this conversation. Mm -hmm. So because you are a normal person and you can see multiple perspectives of life and you're not trying to manipulate a situation And you look at somebody with open eyes and open perspective and you see when someone is doing bad things or treating someone poorly, you look at them and think what was done to them to make them do this? What was done to them? What did they experience to make them do this or act this way towards other people? They must've been hurt. And I'm not saying those are your actual thoughts because I don't know what your actual thoughts are, Mm -hmm. but in general, a lot of people will do that. And because we can rationalize that, yeah, when we've had a bad day, we lash out at others, right? It's something that we don't need, normal people don't mean to do, but they it happens. We apologize, we move on, and we work so it doesn't happen again. What happens with a narcissist, with someone who is an actual narcissist is they will use that against you. They will use shame, they will use guilt, they will play on that to get you to understand. That's how they get back in. They appeal towards your empathetic side to make you feel sorry for them. So then that way, when they do it again, they know exactly what to do, and then they do it better. And then they play on, well, you said this, or you said you understood my past, or you understood why I am the way I am, blah, blah, blah. And they use it to rationalize their poor behavior. And so they take advantage of those things. And they may apologize. They may not apologize, but use apologetic language without actually apologizing. And somehow they turn it around to make you the bad person. And so the gray area being that not, not all, I wouldn't say that not, not all narcissists, I would say are bad people but it's what they do and how it's what they, it's what they do with the information they have against you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. It's, they are all about themselves, themselves come first, but just because you're putting yourself first, doesn't make you a bad person. It just, it makes you a selfish person, you know, it's, yeah. so you can have selfish people that aren't necessarily bad people. They're not malicious people. They're not dangerous people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of narcissists who are bad people. You know, it, it, I think intention is more where it comes from and it has to, it can't be a broad, it is a gray area, but it can't, it can't be a generalized statement.
1: I understand. And what, what I find quite fascinating is the fact that, you know, these, uh, these, these narcissistic toxic people are, you know, they're, they are very selfish. They're, it's all about them. And yet we have spent maybe the past, what, 25 minutes talking about them and, and not you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and It's you
1: that we're here talking about. Right. Um, this is
0: what
1: but, we do though, you know, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> but, um, Take me back to when, to when you were in that relationship, because obviously we'll spend a lot of time talking about him, but how were you? Because right now, you know, you're a very outgoing, you're very bubbly, you're very happy-go-lucky, confident person. Mm-hmm. I can only assume that in the depths of that relationship, this is not the, the Kelsey that we would have seen back then.
2: No, I, um, I mean, at work, I was still... I mean, on the outside, I was still, I would say me to an extent because it is about, you you hide, you know, you hide a lot and because he wasn't physically abusive, you know, no one else saw except for the people who were really close to me. And it was, I I mean, I I think, I think about some of the stuff. And I can't even rationalize as to, like now, I can't even rationalize as to how he got me to stay. Cause then in the end, he's the one who left.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: it, I was mentally shattered through the entire thing because what everything I thought I knew wasn't true. And it, it took a lot. I mean, it's still taking a lot, you know, there's still times where I find myself getting triggered and stupid things, little things, but now I am, I'm able to take a step back and handle it. And I know it's not someone else, you know, however I'm triggered, it's not this other person's fault. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like they, they don't know what my triggers are. They, that's not their responsibility to handle my triggers. It's my responsibility to handle my triggers. Lashing out at others is not acceptable. To me, you know, it's I would never want somebody to take the wrath of my problems, which unfortunately, in the beginning of me and my husband's relationship, we we both had a little uh, (laughs) Mm. we had some work to do.
1: But (laughs) so what sort of things now in your and I say in your current relationship, that's not what I mean because obviously you're married, you're happily married, you're this is you. But what sort of things nowadays would trigger some of these old memories that would come back? I mean, I think one of your latest videos that I've seen was something about um, about vacuum cleaning and about the fact that you vacuumed all around his stuff and you didn't lift it. <laughs> <laughs> I, genuinely I cannot think of a situation where I would be unhappy that someone had cleaned and moved my stuff to clean underneath it I, yeah I, I genuinely I can't get my head around that like I, how does that even come about
2: yeah um, so in in that so okay so in the toxic relationship I, I was vacuuming and I knew where it was like, I don't know it was like a sweatshirt or something like that. And I knew where it went. And so I just decided to put it away. And then I got screamed at because it wasn't where they left it. So here now in my relationship with me and my husband, um, I was vacuuming and I literally, I just, I picked it up, but I put it back down. And later he kind of looked at me and he was like, Why? why did you, why did you do that? And i went. like, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I mean, you know, it's just on my, it goes on my desk or whatever. And I'm like, well, I, did, I wanted you to know that it was there and it's that. And so, but funny enough, he used to do the same thing it, when, yeah. in in his, uh, in his uh, past marriage. Um, he would, he, he didn't want to move any of her stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, given she had, she's very successful business person and, you know, she had a lot of stuff, you know, around mm-hmm. and understandably. So, you know, when she knows where it is, he doesn't want to move it. He doesn't want. So again, different. So she, you know, she's not a narcissist, you know what I mean? So, but it was just the behavior of, he didn't want to upset her because you know, she's very busy and she has a lot going on. And, you know, she has her system and he didn't want to mess with her system. And so he would just clean around <laughs> stuff. And, uh, and my, the only understanding I have of that is that she would get upset. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. not saying that she was overly upset or, you know, whatever, but it was a con, it was a constant conversation. And so it was just funny. Cause then that that's when he told me that. And he was like, I, I do that too. And so he does that with my stuff. Like I have slippers that sit next to the couch mm-hmm. and he literally <laughs> just vacuums around it. <laughs> And I mean, and I don't care because my slippers are going to end up there anyway, so it, it doesn't matter, but it's just hilarious. Those were two, that was, that was one of the situations that we both had in common that,
1: mm-hmm. you know. The the stories that you put out there on your on your social media, especially in your TikTok, um, are they are, are they all your stories or where, where do you get them from?
2: So the stories are about 80% mine, um, 20% other people's stories. um for example, I've had a lot of my followers who have asked me to do certain videos um, or demonstrate certain types of behaviors or you know, ask questions about that kind of stuff because they don't want to. They don't want to do it themselves, meaning that they don't want what you know whatever their page is about. They don't want to either change their content to go that direction, and or they don't post videos, but they would like to. They just want to feel heard.
0: Mm-hmm. So.
2: I, I do both and I take my stories and I'll turn them into role reversals. And, um, I've had some friends, some personal friends who have asked me to do stuff and it's just where, and other times I'll just see something on TikTok and say, Oh, I can do one on that or, you know, something like that. So, but about 80% at this point are still my stories.
1: Do you, do you ever get stories from, from anybody who, who messages you and asks you to do these things and you think to yourself, oh, hold on a minute, that's very familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time.
2: It's something that they'll say that, and like, oh, I forgot about that. Or, oh, <laughs> block that one out, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I've
0: got a whole and list.
1: On the, on the opposite side of that, has there ever been, and I'll maybe try and word this, Rightly And again, at any point you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But has there ever been a situation that's occurred where you've been given a story and you think, well, hold on a wee minute, that's a bit more than like maybe possibly a safeguarding issue, for example, anything like that?
2: I can't say that I have. have, um, Mm -hmm. there may, there may have been one that I was, let me think for a second. There was, I do remember one person messaging me, it was a while ago, it may have been maybe in November, who messaged me on Instagram and they were telling me some of their story. And they're, they were in the process of a divorce there. It was child custody stuff, this and that. And it wasn't that I didn't want to do the video, but certain things that they wanted in the video, like, cause I, will always make sure like, Hey, is there, is there anything specific, like specific details, specific things that you you know, want to make sure in there, or I'll write a script, I'll send it to them say, how does this sound? And they may want, you know, some things added or, you know, whatever. And there was just some very specific things that I didn't feel comfortable doing uh, simply because I didn't want, I don't know how active there's, you know, their toxic person is in their life or how uh, much they view their content, or if they're even a follower of mine, you know? And so I would never want to put someone in a situation that could harm, that could bring harm to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, but that was a while ago. I can't. I can't even remember what it was about, honestly.
1: What did you do before TikTok? Is TikTok your full your full time um, profession now? Because I know that I know that that's the sort of thing that people can do. Um, and <laughs> what what did you do before then?
2: Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm a personal trainer and nutrition mm-hmm. coach. I have been for ten years, and I started getting into psychology because. I started uh really trying to understand, you know, my behaviors and you know, and all this and trying to understand why, you know, I did, you know, or put up with things I put up with, you know, et cetera. And so I wasn't really active with this stuff on social media much. I did, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, I started a YouTube channel, but right now I pretty much just repost my TikToks there. Mm-hmm. So it's not i had I just haven't put the more time the time that I would like to put into youtube um but before this i I really didn't do much social media stuff in terms of what I'm doing now. I wasn't trying to necessarily be an advocate or bring awareness to um to any of it.
1: How does it feel knowing that you that you are making a difference in people's lives though like because it it's really nice going you know, because obviously I, I'd mentioned to you in my previous emails that I, I've been through, I've been in a toxic relationship myself in the past, and that's a whole other conversation because it's, it's, the, <laughs>
2: you
1: know, it's the male-female flip there. and But it does happen, people, yeah. and especially today. You know, that's um, something that everybody's talking about just now. Oh, but, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, Believe me, we're going to talk about that, don't you worry. <laughs> um, but how does it feel knowing that, your content and your message and everything that you're putting out there is, is being heard. And that you, you essentially are making people like myself, like other people, you're making us heard as well.
2: It makes me cry (laughs) in a positive way. (laughs) Like it, it really, at no point in my life did I think that I would be able to help people to this level. I have, the amount of outreach that I've had from people just saying thank you and telling me their stories, not necessarily because they want me to post something, but just telling me their stories and just, I, 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 it, it breaks me down. It, it makes everything worth it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It makes if uh, I just, I had something happen recently that made me question a lot of my posts, where they come from, um, made me feel a person, someone who made me feel like a bad person for, mm. for posting my stuff. And, but then I had, sorry,
1: <laughs> but then
2: I had someone I had someone tell, um, uh, message me that how, just telling you their story and just telling you how much I've helped them. And I, I, I screenshot that cross out, you know, the name of the person. Cause you know, my mm-hmm. husband doesn't need to know, but I just, I screenshot it and I sent it to my husband and I'm like, this is why I will never stop. This is why anyone who, who doesn't like what I'm posting or questions why I'm posting it or questions who it's about or whatever, they can go screw themselves because I'm not doing this for them. I'm doing this for everybody who feels unheard for the people who feel like they don't have anywhere else to turn and that no one understands them. And I want them to feel understood. I want them to feel seen and know that everything that they're experiencing is real and they're not crazy. And it just really, I'm just, I'm so happy that I can help. That's all I want to do. Like, I don't, I don't care. I care about how many followers I have, but I don't, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where I want to help as many people as possible. So yeah, the more followers I have, the better, but I'm not doing this for followers. You know what I mean? Like it's not doing this for clout, not doing this for, for myself to be seen. It's just. It's a beautiful thing when people can come together in a positive way over something super shitty.
1: Yeah. And I suppose that kind of brings me to to what's going on in the world right now. Now, before I get into this part of the conversation, I will, I, I will never ask your opinion or never ask who you think's in the right or who you think's in the wrong. That's not <laughs> what I want to talk about. Right. However, Obviously, the whole world right now are seeing the 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 ends of a a toxic relationship um come to fruition in the courtroom and it's very very public mm-hmm. and it's and it's and you know and for for me okay okay, yes, these people are in the public eye, and i, I personally don't think it should be being broadcast but that's my that's my opinion but that that must be like such a horrible situation to be in. No, no one having to go through that relationship in the first place, and whatever whatever happened in that relationship happened. But then for having that to end in such a public, shameful way, is it it, it must hurt in in that sense. And and to turn it around to to talk to talk about what what you're you're doing, um, your side of it is. Is is very public facing as well, but you are turning it into a positive, and you are helping people with what with what you're doing. And I suppose my question, in a roundabout way, I'm sorry, I'm rambling because I'm very passionate about this whole thing. Is that um, okay? It's public. It's it's dirty laundry being out there, but it must be a good thing to see that that you know it is being put out there, and it's being. Uh, publicly acknowledged, I guess, even in that, even in the highest of, of lives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. So first I'll say they're both actors. They're both professional actors. Their job is to, um, is to get a public reaction, whether it's positive, negative, that is what they do for a living. mm mm-hmm. On, on Amber's side, we'll say that it's you never not, not want to believe a victim. When someone says that something's happened to them, you never want to shame them for bringing that up, for mm-hmm. talking about it, for trying to expose it. However, on Johnny's side, if these things are false, and just on Johnny being a man, it happens to men all the time and, but men just in society have been taught to suck it up. You don't display your feelings. You don't display your emotions. So you then have the confliction between toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. And you don't hear about toxic femininity a whole lot, Mm -hmm. but it's there. And, the thing is that, how do I want to phrase this? What I have noticed, I will say, because I've watched just a little bit of it. What I have noticed is, <laughs> sorry, my brain's tangenting like 60 different places. Um Okay, so when we started talking about this, we started talking about just how you know both sides okay so start talking about how both sides um, this has to hurt and this has to um, the public okay public yes that's where I was going with this there we are. <laughs> thank you <laughs> okay so public so the way that I view this both the, Johnny Up has you know um, his thing on the defamation then Amber you know counter suit this is has nothing to do actually with winning the case whatsoever. In my opinion, what this is about is exposing whatever truth that this, there is that on either side, because it has to do with two actors reputations in an industry that if you have a bad reputation as a person and you no longer appeal to the public You will never work again. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes to Johnny Depp's case, we'll say, and again, I'm not taking sides, but in Johnny Depp's case, he's been in the industry for a very long time. He's very well known. He had, you know, he's known to have substance abuse, you know, um, problems in the past. However, we also know he's been sober for how many years until this relationship, we know that he had an abusive mother, Um, Those are all things that we know are fact, right? And so now being labeled as a wife beater or a woman beater and then being dropped by Disney and being dropped by, you know, so many other franchises and whatnot and not being able to work because, because of it Mm -hmm. or something that he, that he views as untrue. It's about restoring his reputation and same thing with Amber, you know, right now she hasn't been dropped from anything, but, she is in Aquaman and she's in that, you know, she's in a lot, she's in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But now she is claiming to be this advocate for, you know, women's health or, you know, women's abuse, whatever. And, but then we know and have heard that she's also not fulfilling that side. We know that she, that factually, she was arrested for domestic abuse from her prior wife. Those are facts. And whether she has PTSD, whether she has borderline personality disorder, whichever, you know, whichever of these psychiatrists, psychologists are correct in their diagnosis. Cause there's so many different things that you can accurately, um, diagnose her with both of them have very reactive, um, qualities. So whether it's PTSD or you know, whatever, or, um, the borderline personality disorder, both have very reactive um, responses. So she as a person is very reactive. That is known. And so she's trying to now also defend her, her reputation because if she loses the public, same thing happens. So I think that's what this whole public um, court case is really about. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure that some of this is absolutely... Hurtful to both of them and I'm sure both of them have absolutely very real emotions about it but it's very difficult to truthfully know who is being the better actor and who isn't in my opinion
1: yeah perfectly put perfectly put I've, I've genuinely never thought about it like that um, but flipping it back around to stuff because by, by the time this gets out and you know because people listen to podcasts retrospectively um all the time this this bit of the conversation will be out of date but um i want I want to get it back to you and about what you do and because the the, the whole the point of me bringing up the the, the debt powered case was the fact that you, it's it's shedding light on this type of abuse mm-hmm. and but you're also doing that and mm-hmm. that must be that must be fulfilling somewhat for you you'd mentioned before that um you it, it's made it all worth it you know this this journey that you've been on has brought you to where you are now um how it, it must be pretty good you know, pretty nice going to sleep at night knowing that what you're putting out into the world is helping people
2: yeah it really is it it's all that i want to do you know, I, I started doing personal training, for example, because I wanted to help people live healthier lives. I wanted to teach them how to live healthier lives. And the biggest thing in the last 10 years that I've realized that impacts people's health and um, how they eat and how they exercise is their psychological well-being. It is their mental well-being and where it comes from, because it's so much more than just being busy. It's so much more than what you're currently prioritizing or what's currently going on in your life. It's, it's a deep rooted, some of, some of the stuff is so deep rooted that until you address X, Y, Z, it's not, you know, the physical problems are not going to go away. You know, our mind creates physical responses. And so getting into that and being able to help people handle their and resolve mental issues, um, not just diagnosable stuff, but just, I mean, m- mild anxiety or, you know, just being able to communicate better with one another. It's, it's all so important just for day-to-day function. So
1: that's funny. Cause I found that recently as well, that, cause I used to be, I used to be very, very overweight. I was um, at one point. Now this is what I have to try and translate weight into American numbers. Um, oh,
2: you
1: don't have to do that. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was uh, 25 stone at one okay. point, which I believe is what 350, 375, something like that. It's, it's very heavy, um, and I hadn't addressed the mental aspect of why I w- why I would overeat. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I went for therapy, and I went and I, I got that side of things sorted out. And now I've dropped maybe about 125 to 150 pounds
2: that's fantastic Just, congratulations
1: and it's about changing that mindset it's about coming to terms with what why i was acting out the way i was acting out that vice for me was food mm-hmm. why was that and i came to terms with, and you know i'm i still struggle sometimes you know so i've got some i've got you know a, a tube of pringles in there that i'm about to go and demolish mm-hmm. um, at any moment but it's it is what it is it and you are absolutely right you know the to take care of your own physical well-being, you have to start up here, mm-hmm. and that's that's what is that's what anybody should learn. Um, a couple more things I want to ask you before we before we wrap up. But first, first thing I'm I'm quite interested to find out is um, backlash. Have you had any backlash from either? your your ex himself or is he like completely out your life completely or people who who know who you're talking about is that
2: i uh, have not had a backlash from my ex himself he is out of my life completely okay uh, i've had multiple people ask me if he's ever seen my stuff or whatever and i have i have no clue i have okay. him, his sister his mom um all blocked um okay. on everything um to my knowledge so uh, I have not heard anything from anybody on that end, but I have had backlash from, um, from the ex-wife on my role reversals and that, that caused a break. Um, we were also friends, you know, just managing different things. Like I said mm-hmm. before, their, um, their marriage, they just, they didn't communicate well. They just, they married the wrong people. You know, they, thought that they would work well together and ended up not being that. So there's no, there's no disrespect there.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
2: you know, wish her the best in her life. You know, I have no ill will against her. Um, but her and I do not see eye to eye. We do not. Um, we have the same birthday, uh, Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is fine. But yeah. historically she's always believed that, we are very, very similar and that, you know, she's over the years had a difficult time understanding why me and my husband work and and they didn't, um, but over time has understood and seen, you know, what, you know, the differences and things like that. And again, we, you know, we were friends for a while, but this recent, um, this recent break, you know, she took my role versus very literally and, no matter how, you know, I explained that had nothing to do with her you know, it had nothing to do with her. Um, certainly there were some stories that um, could have been that she could have related to her own past, like with, um, with my husband and, um, but at no point was any of that intentional, you know, I know very, I know very little about their actual experience together. I know stories and I know, I know his version of certain stories. I know her version of certain stories, but there's three sides to every story mm-hmm. and in no way, shape or form are my videos supposed to be about her or their stories. Those are not my stories to tell whatsoever. And are there certain things that could have been portrayed to be that? Absolutely. I apologize for those because those, that was not intentional in that way. But, um, ultimately She decided to cut ties with us, which is very healthy in my opinion, you know, just deciding to move forward and move on when over the number of years we've all, you know, tried to be friends, it just hasn't worked. And so I appreciate, you know, the friendship that I did have with her and the understanding that she tried to make towards me and I tried to make towards her, um, but I'm also excited for this next stage in me and my husband's life without her. Mm-hmm. And I am excited for her to experience her life without us. You know, I, I want her to be happy and find her person and um just everybody to be happy. Just I want her to be happy over there, away from me. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a very healthy way to think about it as well, actually. Um in terms of your videos. Do you have, is, have you got a standout? Have you got a standout one that either is is your favorite or one that maybe is the one that that changed everything for you? You know, because do you understand like maybe that one video that went viral and just went crazy Is there, or, or is there just one that stands out as a personal favorite to you?
2: Um, I wouldn't say that I have one that stands out as a personal favorite. I mean, I'm sure if I look through them, I might. Um, but... Actually, okay, I lied. Actually, my per- <laughs> my <laughs> personal favorite one um, is it is it's not even one that's been the most viewed or the most popular, but it's this transition one that I that I've done a couple. I've done two videos that are like this, where I change from myself to my husband, and just with the with the swiping kind of transition. Yeah, and I'm just really I was really proud of those because. I just thought they were so cool. I'm like, man, I can't believe I did that. Like the, you know, it's just the effect to me without using, um, without using, uh, technology other than, you know, the edit button on yeah. the video, <laughs> like to shorten the clips and whatever. But, um, that, those would be my favorite ones. But, uh, the one that went viral was, I don't remember if I put it, I don't even think I put a title to it, but it was essentially, I was getting ready um, and I missed a, a phone call from my, my husband who would have been my boyfriend at the time. And then, um, I call him back and I'm apologizing I'm apologizing. And, and he's like, Whoa, what, what are you talking about? Like, I just wanted to see if you wanted some ice cream. And I'm like, I ice cream, like, so you're not mad. And he's like, no, when you didn't answer, I just got you all the flavors. And I, you know, and then I was just so, me on the other end, just being so shocked, like, all the flavors. What? And he's like, yeah, I'll be over in a little bit. That cool. Like we good. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That was the first one that went viral. And I was sitting on the couch with my husband and all my phone is just blowing up. And he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I, I don't know. And we literally just sat there and watched like wow. all of the, <laughs> it was so cool. I went from like 400 followers to over 10,000 in a day. And I was like, "This is so
1: cool." <laughs> That's unbelievable. And funnily enough, when you describe that video, I think that that is one of the first ones of yours that I've seen as well. Oh,
2: really? That's awesome. I really,
1: I really think so. Um, so, so it was, uh, it was about the favourite video? Um, there was. I was going somewhere else with that question uh, before as well. Oh, you're right. So, let's talk about the word twat waffle, okay? <laughs> Now, and this is, this is more to come from a Scottish side of things, but is, is the word twat used quite a lot in the US? I don't hear it often. No. No.
2: Not. I, I, not, not around here, anyway. It may in other areas of the country, mm-hmm. but um, I don't hear it very often.
1: <laughs> so the reason so. I bring this up is because I personally feel and I may be wrong, but I personally feel that you're pronouncing it wrong. Okay,
2: how do I even okay? pronounce it?
1: Well, see, you're you're saying twat waffle, uh, almost have t w o t twat waffle. That's the way. That's that's what I'm hearing. Okay. Whereas if you were to say the word bank, right? Bank. So, bank yeah. So I but I wouldn't say bonk. I would say right. bank.
2: Twat Just
1: off. like I wouldn't yeah. say twat. I would say twat. Twat waffle, yeah. So, yeah. but again, that might just be a pure Scottish <laughs> thing. I don't know. But every time I hear it, I'm like, twat waffle. I, I love the, I, I love the name for, for, for a start. <laughs> um, your your character husband, or your character boyfriend, it is almost heartbreaking to me to realise that he doesn't exist because he is a cool guy. He is <laughs> honestly, he is he is so nice. Um, he is so understanding. And he's got a pretty cool beard as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you ever think about obviously you mentioned before, like, like obviously your husband isn't terribly great in front of the camera, but do you ever think about trying, trying more of that stuff? Or, or do you think that, you know, your public, your public like this guy, this guy that, that it's created?
2: You know, I like having I like having a combination. Because I think the more I have my actual husband in the videos, he will get a little bit more comfortable. And he actually, re- <laughs> he decided to start a TikTok for our dog because he wants to like get it. more com- i seen it. Yeah. He wants to get more <laughs> comfortable, like using it and understanding it. And I mean, he's, he's 13 years older than me. And so the way his, and the way his mind works is just is so different. So for example, the first couple of times I had him in some of the videos, he wanted to understand what we were doing and why we were doing it so that he could maybe get into like a character. And I'm like, no, I literally need you to just read this line in front of the, like, I can explain this later, but you need just, can you just, and he just thought, well, but I would never do that. And I'm like, do what? You What are you talking about? <laughs> like he was trying to think of, well, but I wouldn't behave this way or I wouldn't do this. And I'm like, I want, like, and I had to tell yeah. him, can you, <laughs> I will show you, just say it this way and do this and I'll put it together. And before I post it, I will show you the whole thing so you can see what I'm doing. Cause the way I think about things, the way he thinks about things are so different. He's so analytical and he's way more black and white than I am. And I am just, I try to be more creative and think of things just a little differently or And he just thinks of things so literally. And I'm like, you just have to separate yourself from this. But with me playing him, it's like I said, I take a lot of his real characteristics and and I just put them to my facial expressions because he is so understanding and he, because he is so logical, he will sit there and work through something with me and he will sit there and be like, so why do you think this? Or why would I, why would I do that? Can you t- like, tell me, like, I'm not going to do this or, you know, I'm sorry that happened you know, to you, but this is how I'm going to do this from this point forward, X, Y, Z. And so, um, but he just in front of a camera, he just doesn't do that. He's a very private, he's more of a private person. So those things happen just between the two of us.
1: Mm-hmm. So, two more things to wrap this up first first question is sorry i ramble (laughs) oh don't honestly don't worry don't worry this is this is so much great content (laughs) very great um the if someone is listening to this and they are starting to hear or see characteristics of that they might be realize that they might be in a, a toxic relationship and it is dangerous to give advice i understand that but if someone's listening to this and thinking, hold on a minute, this this might be me, what, what advice would you give that person if you can give that advice?
2: Yeah. Um, what I will say to start with is that everybody has toxic traits. Everybody does. In no way, shape, or form are any of us uh, perfect. And so if someone's listening to this and they feel like they are in that situation, one of the things that they can do is start you know write down some of the things that are resonating like that are resonating with them, and then begin to kind of address it, kind of maybe conf- you know confront or bring up in a way you know to your potential toxic person, because it is possible that someone was in a toxic relationship and like I said earlier, um, now is now they have narcissistic, defensive traits, you know, that, you know, for just being in defense mode all the time, they may not realize they're doing it. And so unless they are confronted or unless it's, um, unless someone brings that realization forward that this is happening, it can't be fixed, but you will, but there will be times when that person, someone realizes they're in this and then their toxic person really is a toxic person who does not desire to change. Then it becomes: Is this what I want for my life? Write down what your ideal situation is, whether you think it's a fairy tale or whether whatever. And if you don't see your life with this person getting anywhere close to this, to whatever those goals are for you, and how you want to feel loved, how you wish your partner would be X Y Z, then you need to find a way to leave, and, and get away, um, because I am living proof that it does get better. I'm living proof that even when you are at your rock bottom, that there is someone out there who will understand you and work with you. As long as you are willing to do the self-work that you need to do to set healthy boundaries to, and also, you know, and also still being an understanding person without becoming hard, you know, it's, it's difficult, but sometimes you just have to talk to someone, you know, go talk to a therapist or a counselor. Um, join a support group, join, um, you know, do, do some research. And it just, there's so many different things that you can do. And I understand being scared and not wanting to take that step forward because of the unknown, or maybe someone has kids and they're afraid that it's going to affect the kids negatively. And, you know, with kids is the hardest thing. But at the same time, there was a woman on one of my lives who talked about how she has five kids. And her and her five kids were homeless for a little bit because she did, she left her toxic situation. And now she just recently bought a house and this and that. And so it's one of those things where, yes, so the situation may get worse before it gets better. But as long as you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, in the sense that you have a goal and you're going to do everything you can to get there, good will come and good will happen. And you have to believe it. Because if you don't believe it, you don't believe that you deserve better or that you're worth more, then it, it won't happen.
1: Perfect. Um, for those that don't know, where can we find you on the socials?
2: Um, so I am on Instagram and um, TikTok, uh, KP underscore Strotman. That's two A's and two N's. <laughs> and um, then I am on Facebook. I have a, a Facebook page, KP Strotman as well. And I have a YouTube channel That's also KP KPStrauman as well But right now my YouTube is pretty much Also my TikTok So um, yeah
1: So I want to say thank you once again To Kelsey for joining us this week On the Peer Project podcast um, Find her all over social media I do recommend her TikToks They are fantastic And you, once you go over the fact That her husband is played by her you actually start to separate them and they become separate characters, which still freaks me out when I see a real husband on it as well. Um, but thanks again. Great conversation. And uh, thank you very much for joining us once again on the Peer Project podcast. I will be back next week with a brand new guest. See you soon. Bye. Bye.